Hello, and thank you for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're going to be in Isaiah 6, and we'll be covering through that, sometimes in the chapters in the Old Testament and the New Testament, but especially here in the Old. There's times when I really don't know exactly what is the point of something being said. I don't understand some of the stories, some of the historical implications, and so as a result, I'm you know, there's not very much for me to underline to come back and discuss. However, just following through, I know that in Isaiah in general, there's tremendous amounts of wonderful wisdom and guidance. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time just talking about, because this is about the journey back to God. Not all journeys are a straight path. They're often, you know, twists and turns and hills to climb over and, and things to overcome. And right now in that, in that journey of mine, I have my own challenges, my own struggles. One is obedience, making sure that on a daily basis I'm speaking to God, being obedient, and doing his, his will, remembering that he is in charge and in control and submitting to his desire and his control. So that's a challenge that I face. And then there's also just the challenge that at times I just don't feel like he's right there with me. I don't feel his, his love, and I don't feel a passion at times for for him and doing his will. And so I really have to then struggle with what do I do? And how do I know I'm, I actually, that I do love him and that I am doing this for him and not for me? Because I know I really, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't have these conversations. I wouldn't put myself out there. I wouldn't do this. It's far from my personality. But, and I think that's at the end of the day, that's really what it is. There's, in John 14, I believe, it talks about, you know, Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. This, I feel, is his command. I go back to, I go back to being told and what I heard as I pray, and I continue to hear it. And I'm continuously convicted if I don't choose to, to spend a day, you know, I do a day without, about, without doing the, uh, the cast. So, I really have to understand that not every day will I feel the, the full-blown presence of God. Not every day will my heart feel completely full and filled with his love and his desire and his passion or my passion for him. But that's a lot like marriage and relationships. Not every day do you feel like you're, you're the butterflies in your, in your heart stomach and in your heart but you do love the person and you're committed and my dad once told me <clears throat> that love isn't a, an emotion love's a decision it's a commitment that you make to an individual or to god so with that understanding i am committed to god i am committed to his will and his purpose in my life i'm going through things where i'm struggling to feel good if if something doesn't if it doesn't go one way I'm struggling to be happy that it goes a different way and you know I, I think I know what I would like but I have to trust that you know the reality is, is I don't really know and I have to have faith that if it goes a certain way that I'm not excited about that it's still the right thing and best thing and then at the end of the day at the end of my life I will have achieved more and had greater happiness and I would have and I will have found peace because God I listened to God 
and moved in his direction and in the ways that he wanted. So those are a few things that on my journey I'm going through. And I just wanted to share it with you, let you know that if you're having similar issues or concerns or challenges, you're not alone. If you're not, congratulations. (laughs) Um, Good for you. Uh, But anyways, like I said, not all journeys have a path that is straight without rocks and stumbles, you know, stones to stumble over. So going back to Isaiah 6 and starting off here, it says Isaiah's commission. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their face, their faces. With two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, "Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is filled with your glory." At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Could you imagine? I I can't imagine with my own concerns, my own shortcomings, and everything else that is part of me, that if I'm standing there and I'm I'm in the presence of God, I'm in heaven, before I've ever been made, you know, truly been changed by God, you know, because our sins are forgiven, they're as white as snow, but I have to still think that most of that transformation occurs, you know, when we die and we go to heaven, that we're then truly pure. Um, I know we're pure today, but, and we're, you know, called as priest, but I, I don't know, I struggle with that concept. So anyways, moving on. Then one of the seraphs threw, flew to me, with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from, with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips, your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. So right there, you know, is the atonement of, for sin. And happening, you know, in this example, in heaven, or a vision of heaven. So again, I just get back to, I can't imagine what it would be like to actually see heaven. Um, and be in the presence of God, knowing that I have so many short shortcomings. I guess that's why what heaven's about is you don't remember all of your your failures um, and your shortcomings. So that's pretty amazing. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, "Whom shall I send, and who will go for me? Go for us." And I said, "Here am I. Send me." He said, "Go and tell the people: Be ever hearing, but never understanding; be ever seeing, but never perceiving." Make the heart of this people calloused, make their ears dull, and close their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Then I said, For how long, O Lord? And he answered, Until the cities lie ruined and without inhabitant, until the houses are left deserted and fields ruined and ravaged, until the Lord has sent everyone far away and the land is utterly forsaken. And though a tenth remains in the land, it will again be laid waste. But as the, as the terebinth and oak leave stumps when they are cut down, so the holy seed will be the stump in the land. So that's the end of chapter 6. I don't truly understand why God is wanting his people not to understand. Um, but I do. what I do understand is the willingness 
of Isaiah. When God asked, who can I send? He immediately stepped up and volunteered. So it's with that earnest attitude, with that desire to please and to serve. I pray that today that would be ours and mine attitudes. That obviously that's not a fun thing for Isaiah to go do, but it's the right thing because it's what God wants him to do. So there's times when we are asked to go and to do, and we may not want to. We may not want to go to places. We may not want to say things. We may not want to be the one who does that. But are we going to step up and want to serve? I think the example of Isaiah is incredible. And I just pray that today we would all have that same desire to serve. Lord God, I thank you for this time and for this day. I thank you for the many blessings that you've bestowed on us. I pray that our hearts would be touched by you. Our minds would be filled and that we would have the heart that says, send me. That we would do what you want us to do, even if it's not simple, even if it doesn't fit our plans. I just pray, Lord, for you to be honored and glorified by all that we do, all that we say, all that we think. That we would be submitted to your will and bring you honor and glory each and every day. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me in Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.